Welcome to this podcast from St. Mary's the University Church. While public worship will not be offered in church for the foreseeable future, we hope that these podcasts will provide you with some spiritual resources over the coming days. This podcast is for the sixth Sunday of Easter, and we are approaching a transitional time in the Christian calendar, as this coming Thursday is Ascension Day, when we celebrate the risen Christ's ascension to heaven and the closure of his earthly ministry. So, in our passage from John's Gospel appointed for today, we hear Jesus speak to his friends of the need to, well, to sit tight and wait for the coming of the Advocate, the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. We're all doing a lot of waiting and sitting tight at the moment. But being a time of waiting isn't about being passive. It doesn't let us off the hook of loving and caring about each other, as Jesus reminds his friends and us in our Gospel reading. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And one of those commandments is to love our neighbour as ourselves. Let us pray. Eternal God, light of the minds that know you, joy of the hearts that love you, strength of the wills that serve you, grant us so to know you that we may truly love you, and so to love you that we may gladly serve you, now and always. Amen.
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. Thanks be to God. In the years to come, this moment in world history will be defined in different ways. But perhaps right now, the most defining aspect of the whole experience is distance. We are separated from each other and from much of what we used to enjoy. And even though restrictions have begun to ease in the last few days, this new reality of social distancing, made explicit by Chevron tape and the absence of physical touch, seems like it will continue to define our days. Now, on one level, we're having to suddenly adapt to a bizarre way of life. Yet on another level, the acute feeling of distance is really nothing new. Those rather lonely-looking spacious queues outside supermarkets are like a visual metaphor for what has actually always underlined much of the human condition. That feeling of distance, insecurity and separation the gulf between desire and desire fulfilled. Two metres isn't that much when in reality we are often miles from everything and everyone in our heads. We often live far away from a trustworthy God, from the person we want to become and from the deep relationships we yearn for. Despite the best technology, the best sex, the best parties or the best possessions, humans often crave a level of closeness that is never quite satisfied. The invisible markers and signage in our heads suffuse our thoughts saying, you can't get any closer. This is as good as it gets. The depth and breadth of life we long for often feels just out of reach. 
and perhaps now more than ever. And yet the spiritual life knows nothing of distance. Jesus understands the human need for nearness and he promises to fulfil it. In our gospel reading today, he says to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is a life-changing phrase. At first glance, it might seem like one of those manipulative, conditional love statements. If you really love me, you would back it up with action or a moral guilt trip. If you really love me, you'd behave yourself. But that couldn't be further from what Jesus is implying here. He's making a mind-blowingly encouraging and comforting statement about how to touch the life we desire. One where there is no such thing as distance. One where we feel safe, secure and never alone. Jesus is saying here, if you love me, in other words, if you stay in communion with me, that communion will give you all the resources, energy and inspiration you need to get through life well. Keeping his commandments is reminding ourselves that he offers an existence without worry, one of harmony with the world and humanity, and where nothing is impossible with God. It's a flow of life that is deeper than all the disruptions and perishings of the physical world. Jesus is telling his disciples that when they are tuned into the very source of love demonstrated within the Trinity, they need never be distanced from anyone or anything again. He almost brushes aside his own departure in physical form as inconsequential. Yes, you won't see me in bodily appearance, but that's okay because the Holy Spirit will mediate my presence in a more feelable and profound way than has even been possible until now. You will see me. Because I live, you also will live. Those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Like the disciples, we vastly underestimate the presence, proximity and possibility contained in the eternal Christ. Maybe that's because it requires more from our imagination. It's somehow easy to visualise the first century historical Jesus letting his teachings inspire contemporary ethics and just leave it at that. For when it comes to picturing the eternal Christ outside of time and space, but directly impacting our life now, this is more of a struggle. We are so addicted to distance that an imminent God overwhelms us. This is where prayer is crucial because it brings us close to everything. To pray doesn't necessarily even need words. It involves just consciously abiding in the love of the eternal Christ, allowing him to close up all those perceived gaps caused by our fears and anxieties and letting him connect us to everything and everyone in a way that isn't dependent on either materiality or technology. It's difficult to take in the power and enormity of what Jesus is saying in our gospel reading today, because not only does it reframe our thinking about life, it also reframes our understanding of death. Jesus is saying here that the spiritual life has no borders and no boundaries. When he tells his disciples, I'm not leaving you orphaned, he is acknowledging the distress caused by death and the yearning to have our loved ones physically by our side. But 
he is simultaneously stripping death of its power to distance us from those we miss, and instead he's opening up new ways for us to remain connected with them. William Shannon, a scholar on the Cistercian monk Thomas Merton, sheds light on this. This is what he says in a letter to a woman grieving the death of her sister. I realise how very hard this is for you. You need to keep reflecting on the fact that while in one sense death separates us from the loved ones, in another and more ultimate sense it deepens our spiritual union with them. When there is only that, then that becomes most important. And of course it should really be most important at all times. We are one with one another, because whatever of us there is that is really worthwhile is from God and in God. And that is something that death does not and cannot change, though it appears to do so, since we are accustomed to think of a person solely in terms of her empirical ego, but not of the person. We are all eternally one in the love of God. Shannon is pointing here to the game-changing nature of the eternal Christ, because it gives us comfort both for those we miss, as well as consoling us about our own deaths. The disciples in our reading are not being encouraged by Jesus to just hope for life after death. They are being instructed in a conscious change to become aware of spiritual presence without physical manifestation. He is telling them that the Spirit keeps us in deep communion and communication with him and with each other forever. St Paul says, neither death nor life, nothing separates us from the love of God, not one single bit of distance. So whenever we feel those moments of deep connection or presence to those we have lost, that is not naive wishful thinking or poor theology. That is the eternal Christ taking us gently into other dimensions of reality where we see more and we know more. As people captivated by Christ, this memorable year of 2020 and this new world we are embracing does not need to be defined by distance. A distance expressed in anxiety, loneliness or the fear of death separation. Instead, we can choose to redefine it by proximity where we experience the presence of Christ, the presence of ourselves and of others at the deepest level by drawing near with faith. I'll finish with those exact words from the liturgy in the invitation to communion, where we abide in the eternal body of Christ. And as we reflect on these words, may we know and be nourished this week by the one who is closer to us than our very breath. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Amen.
Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for rising from the dead and fulfilling your promised day when we will know that you are in the Father and we in you and you in us. May we love you and one another as you have loved us. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Gracious God, we thank you for the National Health Service staff, carers, researchers and key workers. Strengthen them with your spirit, that through their work, those suffering from the coronavirus will be renewed in the health and wholeness of Christ risen from the dead. Lord, hear us. Father, Lord of all creation, we thank you for the earth you have given us. Through Jesus, you've made yourself known in flowers and trees, animals and harvest. May we trade justly, love mercy, and humbly use your resources for the good of the earth. May we tune the song of our hearts to the music of creation in the hope of redemption for the revealing of your glory. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Heavenly Father, through Jesus, who has made alive in the Spirit, in which he visited the spirits in prison to open the kingdom of heaven to all believers, we commend to you all who have died. May they with St Mary and all the saints see you face to face and know you as they are known. God our Redeemer, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that as by his death he has recalled us to life, so by his continual presence in us, he may raise us to eternal joy through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as Jesus spoke of his Father and our Father, we pray with him and say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. May Christ, who out of defeat brings new hope and a new future, fill you with his new life. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be upon you now and forever. Amen. <laughs>